Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week 13 around the NFL. Uh, playoff spots are being determined for fantasy football this week, or even last place punishments, which Jeff is going to get a pull off the victory in his for his game. He needed a, a, to win and have his opponent lose, or not his opponent, the other guy lose, and he's got the win part down, but we're not totally sure on the other yet. It looks promising, though, that Jeff isn't going to have to create a music video uh, of the league's choosing. So, I feel really good. I've never thought I would feel so good about having such a bad season getting your third win <laughs> yeah yeah if if i pulled this off though it was like I, my team crumbled i had very little to start with and then i sold it off to help you know next year off and as i'm gonna feel really good really good about it. <laughs> champion rebuild go back for the championship uh, perhaps <laughs> yeah this was uh, this was an interesting week for me first week first week of ever first regular season week that i've had in our main league where i'm not sitting anything ahead of me so (laughs) this might be the this is the first year that in our three main leagues i should say that you have a real possibility of missing the playoffs in all three of them which is unheard of so people (laughs) people are it's bad oh if i miss it it's gonna be picking at the corpse man it's gonna be probably missing by one game in two leagues and a tie break in the third yeah, the uh, the one that we're really looking at is it looks like it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. And the points. other individual who he's going against is, was up six points going into this final week. And they're both projected to score about the same. Craig has like three more guys to go. So it's going to go down right to, to the last bit. It and, is uh, we're Tuesday out, on Tuesday. It's no, going it, to be a rough one. I got to wait till Tuesday. I don't even know how you'll react. I <laughs> can't wait to see. Yeah. If, if you're just an angry guy the week after this or well we'll probably be recording uh some episode an episode mailbag episode during that game so we'll see how that goes <laughs> we'll see but all right we're going we're to go through the ha- half of the games today and then half on tomorrow's episode we're going to start this thing off we'll go with saints falcons to start us off here and saints 121 16 Taysom hill Taysom Hill got himself uh, two two off throwing touchdowns today. Nothing, no running touchdowns, which was odd for him, but he had 83 yards. Alvin Kamara got the workload. That was nice to see, right? Because he, he needed that 15 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown to make this, you know, feel good about it because the receiving aspect of him wasn't there again. But, hey, if, there, if he's going to get finally, if he's going to get 15 carries of Latavius Murray's five, you feel a little better. But you, you just do need that touchdown from Kamara. I still don't feel safe about it with Taysom Hill there uh, for his prospects. I just, that, that receiving isn't there right now for him. And it, it does worry me. That was such a big part of what Alvin Kamara did. So I feel a little better if I had him on my team, but not great. I'll say I'm not, not, not overly confident yet. <laughs> no, because that, that 15 can go any yeah. which way we've seen. He's a very talented player, no doubt about it, but th- that could go any different, you know, any which way, Latavius Murray can easily cut into that. He only had five, like you said. And once again, not only is the receiving game not there for Kamara right now with Taysom Hill in, but they're not even really going to him. He had two catches for nine yards, but he was only targeted three. If he was targeted five, six times, they just didn't hook up. That'd be one thing. 
but the fact that he is not in the plan really it is Taysom Hill is they're going to run the ball with either Taysom Hill or, or one of their running backs or they're going to throw to Michael Thomas who was targeted 11 times caught nine of them for 105 yards so yeah. they have figured that part out that you know the good to see for Taysom Hill um but the funny part too is none of the touchdowns went to him it was either right. Traquan Smith or Jared Cook so Definitely all over the place, which is probably good as far as an offensive scheme goes. If you have Taysom Hill back there, they can't figure out exactly how they're going to attack you. But it is not good for fantasy owners heading into the playoffs, wondering what is going to happen, especially with some of their top players. So that is going to be something to watch. Not much you can do about it. Um, Is there anyone outside? Like Michael Thomas, you're going to play. Alvin Kamara, you're going to play. Anyone else on this team that you would take a, a risk on? Taysom, honestly, he's an interesting quarterback play as long as he plays. We'll see when Breeze comes back. It could be any week, but they don't necessarily need to get Breeze back, though. That's the thing. With their 10-2 and and Taysom Hill's winning them games, they don't have to rush Breeze back. So Taysom Hill, I think, I mean, if if you don't have a great quarterback option, maybe maybe you still have like Matt Ryan or something who is in this game as well. I'd go with Taysom Hill, obviously, over that. Or if you've been piecing together streaming options, you know, of whoever. Um, I know Derek Carr was played by people this week and different stuff like that. I mean, I'd rather go Taysom Hill. Uh, we'll see right, how much more, week. how many more weeks he gets out of you. You get get out of him there. So, right um, next week, are you thinking that he's a what, like a top fifteen player? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he can get it done with the, on the ground. That's the that's the key right there. Eighty yard rushing today. So the the passing touchdowns were just a bonus, which is not not always there, but that was nice. Uh, Falcon side of things, Matt Ryan was 19 of 39. Oh, that's ugly, but 273 and a touchdown. Um, Ridley was 5 of 108, and Julio was 6 of 94. The touchdown went to Russell Gage. But the, in the ground game, Todd Gurley played, but he only had eight carries, 16 yards, just as a non factor. And, you know, Gurley's just not Gurley. That, that was a quick downfall. It happened real quick. Um, well, yeah, especially, I mean, he, he was actually pretty decent. For, for the entire year up until like a week or two ago. I mean, yeah, he was able just, to get into the, you know, into the end zone. He wasn't putting out big yards. It just shows you if you're touchdown dependent, yeah. how quickly that can, yep. that can turn on you. Oh, next up, Lions-Bears. Lions come back at the end and win this thing 34-30 without Matt Patricia. So, hey, the team decided to come back at the end and win a game, which was crazy. See, Lions are one game out of the playoffs. I will say that, which is nuts. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. I mean, I feel like I feel like this is more like you know that we're not going to make the playoffs. You know that the Lions are. Oh, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm drinking enough. the Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Oh yeah, not good enough. Even if they made the playoffs, <laughs> to get a win, and yet we're gonna screw ourselves for another pick. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I want the wins. Let's win. I don't care about picks. Yeah, I mean, I guess the draft pick doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, look at the okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers never have a high draft pick, and they're always good. So Lions mm, can be that, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, but I feel like that is a very, an analogy that doesn't stick, like <laughs> like a, a comparison. Like, we are definitely not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, let's become tra- that. Let's become that. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next coach will have a winning a winning <laughs> mentality. Uh, but, hey, you get the win, win today. Well, yes. And I'll say, Chicago. early on when we were talking about how the Bears were the worst, whatever record they were team of all time, we were we were right. Like, <laughs> what, what were they? Were they I thought it was like five four? and one, four and one, five and one. They were up there. Yeah, they, I think they were undefeated at one point. Yeah, maybe oh, four yeah. and one, and then they were like five and one. Yeah. Now they're five and seven. Yeah, that's what they are. Yes. <laughs> so, the, the Bears yeah, are who we and, thought uh, they were. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, what a good soundbite. Bring that back. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. That's it's pretty but, much yeah, uh, the. Yeah, the uh, the only one. Well, I guess we'll talk about Chicago first. But the person who keeps impressing me more and more is is Montgomery. Which oh yeah, I've never yeah. been a huge fan of. Lately, he's been getting more and more work, and he's been getting touchdowns. He had 17 carries for 72 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so once again, very good, very good uh, run by him. The one that was a little more uh, surprising, they use him a little bit. But I always thought he was more of a gadget player. But Cordero Patterson got 10 carries, turned it into 59 yards and a touchdown. And he was targeted twice, only caught one for four yards. But it, he's a kind of an, a very sneaky one. Most people that are going into the playoffs won't ever have to think about him. But say if you're in a toilet bowl or something of that nature, you don't have a whole lot of depth. Cordero Patterson, does he register because well, of, of this kind of thing? He's interesting. I mean, I think it probably has to be slightly deeper league, at least, I mean, 12, maybe not, but 14. If you're like in a 14 or 16 team league, yeah. Um, but he's interesting if you don't have many other options. If you're down, there's injuries, whatever you got going. Patterson is um, he, he's productive when they actually give him a chance. And obviously, they're giving him more of a chance here. Now, who knows? Maybe he breaks one for a touchdown on a run to, or a re- return as well. But he's been getting more opportunities. So I, it's not a terrible play if you know you just you're looking for just looking for some upside. You know, all, all you need is look, looking for some upside there. So oh hey Jeff, as we we're talking. Um, Let's see here. Ingold's uh, percentage to win has gone up to seventy six percent chance. So I don't know what happened. Oh, Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. That's what happened. Oh, and I have uh, Kelsey. We're uh, going in the Sky Fishbowl, oh, yeah. which we are doing very well at the moment. It's a, a whole system about points plus whatever you were averaging. Blah blah blah. Anyway, we're looking very good in order to possibly get into the second round there. And we have Kelsey, so from him can only help us. Anyway, yeah. Double. Sorry. Back to Woo-hoo! this. <laughs> Feeling better. Yeah. But um, I'll say, let's go to the Lions side. Stafford, 402 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, that's, that felt like an old old school Stafford game right there. You know, coming from behind, getting the win, throwing for 400 yards, like that. Um, that's without, that's without, this is out swift, no Galladay, but he's getting it done. Marvin Jones, eight of 116 and a touchdown. Hawkinson, seven of 84. Cephas caught a nice touchdown, which was, um, he's, he's not really fantasy relevant, but it was a cool touchdown. Um, and Peterson, two touchdowns on the ground. Peterson's become a fantasy option these last two weeks without Swift there. And I, I played him in my my desperate moment <laughs> of trying not to be last place because he was available. And that I was worked. like, DeAndre Swift, we we talked about him. If he was yeah. in, that would have been, you know, his touchdowns and everything. But Adrian Peterson playing that goal line, that goal line back, that, you know, yeah. the, the veteran, which good for him. I do want to point out the Matthew Stafford is interesting because this year he has been disappointing. Usually he has been more of an option. And I think – And I don't know, I don't want to blame it all on Matt Patricia because Stafford has been a little up and down even for himself. He hasn't had all the help in the world. Obviously, his number one wide receiver has been injured much of the year. But this is much more what we projected him to be early on. Maybe not not quite this much because 403 touchdowns is is a lot. But he went to eight different wide receivers. I mean, especially for a team that is built like this, there's no reason that you can't put up points and why not let him throw it when you're not a dominant run team? Anyway, I, the the question is, moving forward, Matthew Stafford, where does he compare? Because we talked about what Taysom Hill could do. I mean, now you're you're you know going to be wondering about all these different guys. Herbert actually laid an egg for the first time today. Where does Matthew Stafford kind of fit in going into the playoffs or going into, like we talked about, like a, a toilet bowl or something of that nature? Because a lot of these teams will have it, but – all of a sudden, he looks like he might be a decent option. And what if Galladay comes back? 
I wouldn't want to ride poop on my season on it, but they play the Packers next week, which I could see the Lions can put up points against the Packers. That could get into that guy. And then they play the Titans, which the Titans give up points too. And they will have to put up points more than likely. In these games. The teams going in for the playoffs. Exactly. They might be behind two in these games. Stafford's got to throw the ball around. It's not a bad play. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad play if he's um, especially if he's got Galladay back next week, which I really don't know the status. It seems like that's been a a week to week thing forever. So I would say I yeah, I doubt it at this point in the in the season. But uh, so he's become it's a streaming option. He, he's kind of thrown back into the mix. I mean, yep. would you rather have him or Taysom Hill? Eh. That one's a tough one. I know I'm putting you on the spot on that one. I feel, I feel like I, close, it is close. Um, I mean, let's see. If Lions gets Packers this next week, so I don't know how much more we're going to get with um, Taysom Hill. So let's right. say Lions, Packers, Saints, Eagles. I think I think Taysom against the Eagles, I still might feel a little better about that for this upcoming week. Um, close, though. It is close. I'm, I'm Honestly, it, it's – Taysom's interesting because I feel like it. Any, I do feel like at some time it could just go away, where all of a sudden he just throws, just you know, puts up a nothing. Which we'll see. But Stafford, it's good to see that uh, better performance. But how about uh, next up, Browns Titans? Browns win forty-one thirty-five to go to nine and three, which is it's it's, it's actually almost a quiet nine and three, which is amazing that it's quiet because it's the Browns. Everyone should just be like, "What's going on?" Um, it's, I think everyone's a little too afraid to say it out loud because of what happened last year. So they're right? kind of like, well, all right, is this for real? I, I still can't figure it out. Baker comes out and throws four touchdowns in the first half in this one. End up with 334 yards in those four touchdowns. He threw them all over to everybody here. Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jarvis Landry, and then an offensive lineman, um, Lamb. He threw one too as well. On the ground, Chubb gets to 18 for 80 and a touchdown. Hunt had 14 carries. The carries weren't a crazy split, but it, it's been the last couple of weeks where Chubb has definitely been the better player. I mean, it's pretty clear, but I don't think this, uh, this the workload's really going to change. They, they have no need to change this. Keeps Chubb fresh. Hunt is a good player. It's just not been as good there, but yeah, Chubb is Chubb's a better option. But but I guess the thing is, I mean, I think you still throw Hunt in your lineup. You don't like it's a couple weeks that aren't as great, but. He's getting workload. He's getting 14 carries, which is a lot of carries actually for such for backup running back. You still play him, and you never know when it's going to turn. He's better than that. But it's been a couple of weeks, which has been a little interesting for him. But I don't know what to make about that. Baker, though, I mean, I can't trust Baker to play my lineup. No, no, no. (laughs) I just can't. I still can't. No, I can't either. It's good to see. And they're definitely still a run first team, right? And I think they they kind of surprised Tennessee when they came out and just firing – and even more so, they got up so quickly, so much. I mean, in the first half, what, it was 38 to 7. And uh, so that was why in the second half, you don't see anything else from Baker Mayfield, right? It was yeah. all run. And was, that's why I think they split it up, especially, which kind of makes me a little hesitant about Hunt moving forward, just, you know, because what if it was a closer game? Yeah. which we don't know if it would be or not, but they were literally just, we're going to run the ball. We're going to just ice the game by taking as much time off the clock as we possibly can. Tennessee, obviously 14 points in the third, 14 points in the fourth in order to make it close, but really they were just playing keep away. So yeah. you do wonder what would happen if, if they had to, I don't know. I, I don't think this is going to be the norm. I'll, I'll say that. I think they, this was a surprising play for, for Baker Mayfield or as, as well as he played. I think it will go back to, Nick Chubb first, 
then Hunt, and then if we can, we'll pass on him. But I think they knew that uh, Tennessee was pretty stout and they could take advantage of something over the top and, and they kind of got to him before Tennessee realized what was going on. And it takes Derrick Henry out of the game. It does. So I think it was really smart the way that the coaching staff of the Browns, it couldn't have gone, it couldn't have gone better for him, but it was very, very bright of how do we win this game? Take it out of Derrick Henry's hands, right? Tannehill for the Titans through 389, three touchdowns, like I said, Henry had 15 carries, which is not what you want from him right now. He needs to be in the 20s, 60 yards. Jeremy McNichols is the one who ran the one touchdown in. But Corey Davis had a monster game, 11 catches for 182 in a touchdown. He is really starting to show some of that uh, promise finally four years in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time, yeah. He needs some He needs some of that money. So there we go. A.J. Brown, four of 87. Um, Derrick Henry um, owners, don't be worried. I mean, it's just the way this game went. No big deal. He comes up next week with Jacksonville and then Detroit. So De- Jacksonville, Detroit the next two weeks, he's going to do well. It's going to yeah, be he's, he's going to be perfectly fine. Absolutely no, going to tear it up. That's uh, all that, how this game went. Corey Davis, very yeah. up and down. He yeah. obviously does have a high ceiling, yeah. as we saw today, 182 in the touchdown. It's crazy. Where, where does he move a whole lot in your rankings? Or saying now no, this is just a big game probably, and he, he does what he does. They had to throw the ball a little bit more in this one. I don't know. I don't really expect him to have to next week against Jacksonville. So I just don't know. This kind of opportunity won't be there for him next week. I feel like. Okay. But if if let's say if you were playing him already and he was on that borderline, if he was really close to being in your lineup, maybe maybe it just pushes him into it slightly. Right. But I'm not going to jump in too much from that. All right, next up, Dolphins, Bengals. Dolphins win 19 to seven. Dolphins are eight four. Another surprise there. This isn't a very good win. It's not like I mean they barely beat them in barely 19 to seven is an impressive win over this terrible Cincinnati. Uh, Tua threw for 296 and a touchdown. Gaskin came back, and it's all Gaskin. He is the guy. He had 21 carries for 90 yards, two catches for 51 yards. So he's he's the guy there. Put him in your lineup. Um, Mike Gusecki led the way with nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Not much from Devontae Parker, only four for 35. But, you know, kind of uh, ugly, but uh, Gaskin and Gusecki played well for him. If you're using those guys. I actually had them both into one lineup, which is felt felt terrible, but it worked. Then uh, for the Bengals, you're not using Bengals, really. Maybe you're using, maybe you're looking at Boyd or Higgins, but that's borderline. And Boyd did get you one 72-yard touchdown, so it worked out. Then he got thrown out for fighting. <laughs> I was going to so, say, it was yeah. ugly in more than one way. <laughs> yeah, and then just nothing, nothing here. The, you're not, you know, Gio Bernard's not good. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I would not want to play any any Bengal. Um, it's too yep. hit and miss anyway. I mean, Higgins had the touchdown before. Now it goes to Boyd with just one catch. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing here that is very surprising. Gaskin, I mean, surprising enough, he is going to be a, a player. If you if you had him, right, I mean, yeah, I, I'll put it this way. He could be that missing piece, piece that makes your team that much stronger where you can make that that playoff run. You probably already have him. You can't pick him up, right? But if you picked him up earlier in the year, you're good. Mike Jacecki, though, is one that is very intriguing as far as tight end because they're so shallow. Yep. I mean, he has to be a top 10. I mean, depending on how you look at I mean, he might even jump into yeah. like the top five. Like, I, had a, I think I had him this week top 10. Um, I, I did too. And yeah. the question is, how high does he climb? Because not only does he have that touchdown upside, we kind of saw it last year too. Down the stretch, they started using him more. Uh, and you wanted to see him get a rapport with Tua. It seems like he has that going, so. Yeah, I mean, and you should, right? I mean, 
there was no one else that he targeted uh, a ton in unless it was Devontae Parker, which is that's what you're hoping for, right? Jaseki had 11 targets, Devontae Parker had eight, and then, you know, Hakeem Grant had six, and then it, it goes down drastically from there. But you're thinking, okay, your major targets are the ones that you're focusing in on. I don't see that changing, especially with a young quarterback. Tua has shown that he's good enough, I don't, not for him to play in fantasy, but for Devontae Parker and Jaseki to at least be options still. And in that tight end realm, I think that is enough for me to say he's probably a top six or seven um, going into next week because of how bad I think everyone else is. I think I think he is up there at this point. All right, how do we got? What do we got here? Vikings, Jacksonville. Vikings win in overtime with this one. Barely get this one, 27-24. Kirk Cousins throws for 305, three touchdowns, solid there. Jefferson, nine for 121 in the touchdown. Just a he's been really good. He's been really, really, really good. And Adam Thielen, eight for 75 to touchdown. I mean, Jefferson stepped right into the Diggs role with what just easily. He, he got this, he's, he's getting the production Diggs did, maybe even more at this point, it feels like. So it's been a great season. And if you listen to Jeff, you would have him on your team. So. Yeah, I, there was a moment there early in the season because I, my whole yeah. thing was, I think he will be the best rookie wide receiver in this class yeah. the first year, right? And then I was like, then it's up for debate because there's a lot yeah. of talent here. Uh, but early on in the year, I wasn't exactly sure. And if Dak stayed in, maybe Lamb takes another step. Yeah, it was, was Lamb early, but. But Jefferson has proven me right in a big way. So I appreciate that. Yeah. He, has, he has shown every skill that you can possibly have, yep. even for the fact that you wonder if he would be, he's almost taken over the number one spot from Thielen, which is kind of crazy. He, he's not the number one, don't get me wrong, but he's, he's kind of outproducing me at the moment. And you wonder, it's much more of a 1A, 1B, which I definitely thought it was going to be a very solid one, very solid two. Uh, it, th- this no, team is much better. Pretty even at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's right doubt. there with him. Then oh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook had 32 carries today for 120 yards, six catches, 59. No touchdowns at all, but just really solid game with 38 touches. That's, he's an <laughs> absolute beast. Man. There was no Alexander Madison today, so they all went to Cook, but that was good to see there. For Jacksonville, Mike Lennon, Mike Lennon is the best quarterback they've had all year. Like he's he's better than Minshew, and it looks like even with the two picks, he's been better than <laughs> Minshew. Yes, so sad. You're like yeah. he's the best one they've had, and he's 280 for one touchdown, and two interceptions. Yeah. Kind of like uh, all right, right. <laughs> it's it's still better than what they had. Yeah, but um, James Robinson, 18 carries, 78 yards, got himself a touchdown, six catches, another yards. Another. This might as well but, just chalk him up every hey, week. There was a running back that got two carries. There was an actual running back that got two carries in this one. Another one. That's true. And that's a, and that's it, a first. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's it, it's all James Robinson. He just keeps getting it done. This is, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. I I think there's absolutely no way this could this is gonna be something next year. I don't. It's to me, it feels like this is not something that carries over. This feels like I don't know. There's been a million people that have had this one year and it never happens again. Peyton Hillis. Um, you know, uh, Peyton Hillis had a big Alex year. Collins, like there's these kind of guys who have one year and it's all over. I don't think, I think this is James Robinson, to be honest. Okay. So even I, though he's, might, he's doing well, he's, week in and week out, you think that to, game over. It's, and I know it's not going to be drafted like that, but I'm just, um, I'll be, I'm going to not be on board yet. And I, maybe I'll be proven wrong again. We'll see. That's going to be a very interesting one. I think, especially after the draft and we see how they try to rebuild a little bit. Yeah. It'll be very I, interesting. I might be really wrong. I really could yeah. be, but we'll so see. So he, he's leading your list for, uh, for for biggest fall offs. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll be on my. You'll be on those early lists for sure. 
after um, he wins, uh, after he wins, like, I don't know, most improved player or player we didn't see coming or right. whatever, best pickup off the waivers, one yep. of those. Then, uh, so Colin Johnson, the rookies, uh, led them in yards again with four for 66 today. So, um, you know, like the DJ, DJ Chark has honestly been a pretty big disappointment. I don't know if it's him or if it's just the team in general, but that's not been a great play this year. But Colin Johnson's been getting a little more. It's interesting to watch and see where that goes um, with him. And then how about final game of the episode for today? We're going to go Raiders-Jets. Raiders get this win with a 46-yard touchdown with five seconds left to Henry Ruggs. Uh, the Jets just find crazy ways to lose every time. Now they're 0-12 as the Raiders go to 7-5, but 46-yard touchdown pass with five seconds left. Crazy. And Carr it was his third touchdown of the day. He had 381 yards. Ruggs with three for 84 touchdown, but Darren Waller, wow, 13 catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns off 17 targets. Wow, that is, I mean, that's something. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. That's just a massive stat line. I mean, at what point do you just say, are you not guarding him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 17 targets is mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, just, I mean, they could have probably kept throwing the ball to him. I don't feel like it was going to get stopped there. Um, Nelson Aguilar, he had 11 targets, but it was only four for 38. But, wow, Waller, that was, that was crazy. Um, no no, Josh Jacobs in this one, so it was Devontae Booker, but he was only 16 for 50. He, he showed him he showed himself to be Devontae Booker again today. He had, yeah. looked, he had looked better in, you know, that limited work as running back seemed to when they only get a few carries. It's like, oh, wow, this guy's actually, you know, Looks better this time, and I'm like, okay, maybe Booker could do something. No, he's Devontae Booker, and we already know what he is. It's it's this. So Josh Jacobs will hopefully be back next week. The Jets, Darnold, 186 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. Ty Ty Johnson led the way on the ground here for Gore left with a concussion. 22 carries for 104 and touchdowns. This this former Detroit Lion, Ty Johnson, I believe. I'll look this up. I, I did see him out there, and I was uh. Like a threat. I have to remember to look this up and see if there's not another Ty Johnson out there that came in. Um, yeah, he played for the Lions. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think he's anything uh, a special player by any means, but he looked good today. I mean, his long was 16. He was getting it done every time they gave it to him 22 times. Frank Gore only got one carry. Um, yep. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anything happened to Frank Gore, to be honest. I yeah, didn't it was watch a con, whole... con, concussion on this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, like was right, right I was right I was away. like, there's no way that they just replace him with, with no, they wouldn't. Yeah. He got, he got out early in that one. But I mean, I, even if this, if Gore's not back next week, I mean, I, no way I'm ever going to trust Ty Johnson in no. my lineup, but you know, I mean, I, I don't trust. And this is one that I truly don't trust any jet whatsoever. No. I mean, even, even well, Crowder got himself two touchdowns, but it was only five for 47. I don't trust that either. I don't trust, I don't yeah. trust this team. No, and, and even Brashad Perriman was becoming uh, an option when they had Flacco in. He is not yeah. an option with Darnold. One for 22. Oh, Darnold yeah. had a better stat line. It, is, it was still very, very poor. I mean, this whole team just is not good. Yeah, no, not at all. But All right, that'll do it for part one of our Week 13 recap. We'll be back tomorrow with the rest of the Sunday games. We'll go over those. Talk to you guys then. Bye.